in my time, when I started playing basketball in the 80s, syempre parang, uy, gusto ko great taste. Diba? Yung mga ganyan. Gusto ko Coney Island. But now, diba, when, when the 11, 12-year-olds start playing now, they think of the beer men, they think of TNT. That's true. And so that's really the... the the dream, dream for a lot for a lot of Filipino players to be. And I don't think that dream will will conceivably disappear or fade away. Hello online world, this is Off the Record with Mix Bustos, and today we are going to talk about basketball. Uh, my guest for today is the always, the ever reliable, the ever credible. Of course, walang iba kundi the hoop nuts, Enzo Floho. What's up, Enzo? Hey, what's up, Migs? Good day to you, man. Good day to you, Enzo. Enzo, so for the benefit of our viewers, can you tell us more, uh, well, for the viewers or maybe the listeners who are getting to hear you or, um, let's say, catch you for the first time. So what is it that you do for the publications that you work for and also the broadcast aspect, Enzo? Well, it's good. I'll start with broadcasting because that's uh, we're kind of team members, Migs, but we're both... I may be a CBN uh, for SNA. I do uh, on-cam analyst work as a basketball analyst for SNA, specifically for the UAAP. Although I've done a few games before, way back for the coverage of the 2014 FIBA World Cup also, which SNA kind of handled as well. Um, aside from that, um, I'm a columnist for uh, the International uh, Basketball Federation, or FIBA. I'm the main columnist for Asian basketball and also have some columns in some other websites and a newspaper as well. Uh, I'm also an assistant coach for the Ateneo de Manila Blue Eaglets juniors basketball team in the UAAP. So, ano, talagang uh, basketball revolves. Basketball <laughs> is life. Yeah, uh, hashtag ball is life. Hashtag, hashtag ball, is, ball is life even <laughs> in quarantine and of course, us, what we do in media is, syempre, we, we, we are story hunters and storytellers also. Yes. And when you talk about stories, one of the biggest stories uh, that happened in the past uh, days and the weeks is uh, Terdi Ravenna going to the Japanese B-League. Pero bago muna natin i-dissect, bago natin i-magnify yung, yung uh, importance of this situation, ano ba muna, Enzo, ang B-League sa Japan? Well, to put it simply and plainly, Migs, it's uh, if we have the PBA in the Philippines and the United States, they have the NBA, then Japan has the B League. Um, so some people might be wondering, oh, bakit hindi JBA pangalan ng liga na to? Well, the JBA is the Japanese Basketball Association. That's the, yun yung parang SBP ng Japan. So that's the basketball, the National Basketball Federation of Japan. And under that, uh, federation's supervision is the Japanese B-League. Now, the B-League is a very young league, mix. It's only, to be very technical about it, it's only about uh, four years old because they technically started in 2016. Lang. Before the B-League, um, there used to be two Japanese professional basketball leagues uh, competing with each other. In the same way that we had the PBA and the MBA in the late 90s and early 1000s, Japan had two professional leagues um, competing with each other. And then because of that, kasi bawal yun sa FIBA. Technically, bawal ang dalawang top-level professional leagues side-by-side. Side. So uh, FIBA uh, suspended Japan in 2014 
told them that they had to fix their professional league uh, structure, and that's exactly what they did. And what was born out of that is itong B League. So from two uh, professional leagues, nagmerge sila, so to speak, and then uh, itong product nila, the B League. B, of course, stands for basketball. And the B League is a league with, if I'm not mistaken, um, around 48 or so teams, but it has three divisions. So parang European-style ang structure ng B-League mix. Because in Europe and in uh, some other countries around the world, you have a top-level division for your professional league followed by a second division or even third and fourth division. And for the B-League, we have three divisions. In the top division, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have around 18 teams. And then uh, the second division, I think, has a similar number of teams and so on and so forth. So that's the B-League. Each team plays... It's a long season to mix it. Because each team plays, in a regular season, plays 66-0 regular season games. And then that's you have year round. That's year round. That lasts for about uh, maybe around eight months. And then maybe the last two months for the playoffs. Yes, it's a pretty long season then mix it. So 30 is going to be... It's going to be a different environment. Because in Sa UAAP, na 14 games lang isang season, siguro at most you get two games in a week. At most, di ba? Minsan, wala kang game in a week eh. In the B-League, 30 will probably play at least two games each week. So it's going to be a whole different kind of setup in Japan for, for 30. And it's going to be a challenge for him. But, you know, hopefully he he'll be able to be up to the task. Well, Enzo, thanks so much for joining us here on Off the Record. Ang ano naman kasi nito, ang pinaka-goal ng conversation na to is to establish context. Yeah. We see the news, it's big news that uh, a Filipino import like 30 Ravenna will play in the B-League but we don't know what B-League is. Uh-huh. Diba? Like yung B-League, basketball pa lang tawag doon. Kasi, Kung titingnan mo siya na una, parang bilig, ha? Parang ano ba to? Parang Team B? Diba may ganong misconception yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for Filipinos who do not know what it is. So yun nga, sabi mo, 60 games. And um, for a guy like Terdy Ravenna that passed on the draft, and ito pala may mga ganitong plano under the sleeve. Um, and he will be playing for Neosan Phoenix? Is that correct? Yes, yes. yes. The, the, the name of the company that owns the team is San N. I'm not sure if it's a combination of two words or two companies. Eh. Uh, but the team's name, like what you said, Migs, is San N Neo Phoenix. Okay. It's a team that uh, is not, it's not one of the traditional powerhouse teams in Japan. Hindi siya parang San Miguel Dito or Ginebra or TNT. But so it's a respectable team. It's had a long history. I think they've been in, they've had a basketball team. That town or that company has had a basketball team for like more than 30 years already. So it's a very well established organization that 30 is joining in Japan. Okay, so gano ka big deal, Enzo, na 30 will play in the B League? Ano ba yung mga international, sino ba yung mga international names that may not be common to the Filipino ear but are big in the basketball world? In Japan, that's why it's a big thing that 30 will play in this league. Yeah. Well, you know, Japan is a very open country or culture. And that we can see that also in their sports leagues. Uh, I mean, they have, they've had some Japanese players 
play abroad uh, in football, in baseball, and uh, in basketball as well. I mean, Utah Tabuse played in the NBA. We had Shimura and Utah Watanabe are both in the NBA as well. They have a couple of players who are at the amateur level also in the States. And likewise, they've had several imports from Asian descent as well. Of course, the Japanese B-League, they've had imports for a long time. No? Uh, American imports, European imports, even Asian imports. Now, a lot of people think 30 is the first Asian import in the B-League. That's not entirely accurate because they have actually had Chinese, Taiwanese players in the past. The team that 30 is joining, San Emilio Phoenix, they've actually had one Chinese player in the past. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, Migs. He is Sun, Min, Sun Ming Ming, seven foot eight. Mas matangat pa kayao Ming to. Seven um, eight. <laughs> yes. Wow. Not a very good. Not a very good player. Not a very good <laughs> player. He's seven eight. He's he's not. He's no Yao Ming, but he's taller yeah. than Yao Ming. He made the team uh, several years ago, and then yung yeah, So thirty is going to be technically the second Asian import for this team. Now, this team has had several former PBA imports as well. The latest of which. His former Alaska Aces import, Rob Dozier. He played oh, yes. for San Emilio Phoenix just last season. So, and daming imports na rin na pinagdaanan uh, itong team na to. And of course, imports are common in the Japanese B League. But to have. First Filipino, a, Enzo? First Filipino? Yes, to have a Filipino import Yum. has been unprecedented. So, 30 really is opening, you know, uh, an. An, an, a previously unopened door, so to speak, uh, in the B-League right now. Parang sumasabay ah, sa trend ng, syempre, si G-League, <laughs> si Kai Soto, tapos yes, si Jalen yes, Green yes. na uncharted territory. Yes. But sticking with 30, ano ba yung, ano, Enzo, um, being with the Ateneo community and uh, getting to follow his game ever since he was a Blue Eaglet, diba? um, what do you think will be his main strengths? What will he give to the team? And ano yung main benefit nito? This is a two-part question. Ano yung main benefit nito sa Philippine basketball? Yung second part, Enzo, mamaya. Okay, go ahead. Sige, Para, sige. Uh, alam mo na ba yung medyo tinatuhog ko dito? Medyo, medyo. Medyo, medyo. <laughs> I mean, we've known each other for quite some time. Yeah. I, I kind of know, you know, know what, what, you know, what, yeah. what are our wavelengths already. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, I mean, I've known 3D for quite some time. He... Ever since he made it to the you know the high school of, of Ateneo de Manila, I've I've kind of witnessed his uh, his growth from year to year. Um, when he started out in high school, Migs, remember in in first year high school, a lot of people were saying, "Is he as good as his dad or his brother?" Because when Thirdy was in first year high school, Kiefer were, Kiefer was in fourth year, so Kiefer by that time had won two juniors titles, was on his way uh, to win his third juniors title. And, you know, a lot of people were picking Kiefer to be, you know, a superstar already in college, even before he was in college. Um, there was one batchmate of 30 who made it to the juniors team. Because 30 didn't make it. There was actually another Atenean, CJ Havilosa. A lot oh, of yeah. people said... Big man, people big said, man. Big man, yes, big yes. Man, big man, uh, I think he plays in the MPBL right now, CJ Havilos. Also played for the Eagles, I think, for one or two seasons. Nag-tryout yata sa amin sa Sobel yun, Enzo, eh. Narinig ko rin yun, narinig ko rin yun. Ayan, ayan. So, si 30, um, uh, he was so, ano eh, so slim, so thin at that time. But you knew that physically, 
he had the tools because he was already a high leaper. He had, you know, long limbs already. Uh, I remember him actually in first year high school. He tried out of all sports, huh? aside from the basketball team, he tried out for the ultimate frisbee team in Ateneo. Because I think some of his friends played frisbee. So he tried out for that as well. And I was coaching the frisbee team at Ateneo at that time. And we kind of wanted to get him. But we knew he probably would have you know, a problem dividing his time between basketball and frisbee. Fast forward to second year. 30 made the juniors team already. Kiefer was already in college. And 30, he was still quite raw. He could already dunk the basketball. He had long limbs. Very, very... Uh, quick off his feet, very athletic, of course, but you knew he still had a lot of room for improvement. Throughout his high school, the description for 30 mainly was an athletic, uh, could jump out of the gym, explosive as heck. Um, but a lot of people said he might not have the same instincts or maybe the same basketball IQ or gulang or discarte as Kiefer did. Now, 30 never won a championship in the UAP Juniors Division. Um, so when he went to college, he kind of had a lot of chips or a big chip on his shoulder, a lot of things to prove. So he worked on his game. He worked on trying to really um, improve on his weaknesses. He suffered several setbacks in college, as a lot of people know, especially missing season 78. But, you know, after that, he came back to win uh, three championships with the Blue Eagles. What he brings, I think, to the Phoenix, aside from the obvious, which is his explosiveness, his athleticism, his raw energy, aside from those things, I think 30, what he brings to that team and what that team needs, at least from my perspective, is um, an attitude to want to defy expectations. Because 30 has tried to do that and has successfully done that all throughout his basketball career. To defy expectations, break barriers. When people tell him, itong ceiling mo hanggang dito ka lang, 30's mindset is to break through that ceiling and prove you wrong and defy expectations. And this decision by 30 of going to Japan has all that, has all those elements. Eh? And I think that's what he brings to the Neo Phoenix right here. This is a team... Makes, the New Phoenix won just five games last season. That was a shortened season because of COVID-19. But they won only five games. They were at the bottom of their group, of their uh, conference uh, in the top division in the B-League. So that's also a team that's playing with a chip on its shoulders. They have a new coach right now. Uh, they have a new Serbian import. They have 30 as a new import as well. So I think the Phoenix, they really, really want to parang, um, reinvent themselves. And I don't think there's anyone better to help them do that than 30. Because 30, just, he's a master of doing that. Defy expectations, reinventing himself. So aside from the skills, it's that mindset and attitude that he brings to that team. And I think, you know, I think they're going to be a better, more dangerous team because of 30's uh, presence. Actually, with that, the three finals MVP, with the success in Ateneo, also made it to the Guinness team with his brother. Did, Kiefer, yes, yes, yes. Continues yes, yes. to improve. And so, just for context also, ilan ba ang import na, na naglalaw sa isang team in the B-League? And exactly, I mean, when you talk about imports, 
ang notion ng import sa Pilipinas is patangkad. Di ba? From college to PBA yeah. eh. Patangkad, athletic, do it all. But 30 is no seven-footer. Di ba? What will Lord. exactly be his role defined uh, given his uh, physical position and abilities? Well, this was something that was mentioned actually by the manager of the San Anillo Phoenix in a press conference last week, Migs. They want 30 because they know 30 plays uh, three, uh, the small forward position mainly for Ateneo and for Gilas as well. Uh, it's sometimes a small ball four even in the UAAP. But uh, at the professional level in Japan, he will probably most likely play two guard position. I don't think that he has the uh, instincts and ball handling skills yet to be a conventional point guard. And he might be uh, giving up a few inches if he plays a natural small forward position because most of the small forwards in Japan uh, will probably be about six foot six, six foot five. So he'll give up a few inches. So I expect... So I expect prob- 30 will probably be played either as a, as a two guard or if San-In wants to play small ball, that he can shift into the three position. So 30 will really need to improve on, and he's improved in these aspects, but he will need to continue improving on his ball handling and his shooting. I don't think he will have as many chances to uh, take pull-up threes, but maybe he'll, he'll be able to uh, uh, maybe wait a little bit in the corner, be the release guy, uh, spot-up shooting. That Those are the things that will probably need to be a bit more familiar with in Japan. And, you know, in the Philippines, we've seen him at times be the point of attack or the creator uh, for Ateneo. Especially when the play breaks down, they're down to the last 11 or 10 seconds. Sometimes he gives the ball to 30 and he just does his thing. I'm not sure if he will be asked to do that as often in the B-League. Especially given the increased talent level of his teammates, the fact that they're going to play with, uh, with an import already, uh, a big import in the Neo Phoenix. So I'm not sure if he will have the exact same roles he did in Ateneo. But definitely shooting, ball handling, and perhaps playmaking. Those are the three uh, target areas that uh, 30 will need to get better at uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, what we've, uh, my observation is, when we get to watch the Euroleague sometimes, o kapag may mga like yung CSBL sa Taiwan, di ba? Yeah. when we get to watch international competition, hindi siya para sa Pilipinas na para kali na one-on-one. It's systemized, but it's also individualistic in a way. Di ba? Yeah. Um, do you think that, you know, sooner or later, I mean, it's no doubt that he's gifted individually now, that he worked on it, but do you think that can work not just for him, but also for maybe imports? We've we've seen an Instagram story from Calvin Abueva that he had an offer. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. But yes, like, yes, for, for, yes. For, for, for our type, can we do it also in that way? I certainly I certainly think so. I mean, when you look at the elite-level talents we have in the Philippines. You, know? um, you have 30, of course. If you look at the other uh, college players who are comparable to 30, 
you have uh, top of mind would be Kobe Paras. You could probably put Dwight Ramos there, who's supposed to inherit 30's position in Ateneo. And then you have Renz Abando of UST. I'd, I'd put Justin Baltazar, Calvin Oftana of San Beda. Yung mga level ng players, I think, potentially, they can play abroad, in, particularly in Asian leagues in, in Japan, maybe even in other Asian leagues if they open up, and play well as well. Play in a system. You mentioned the Euro League, di ba, Migs? In, in most other leagues around the world that are not the NBA, like what you said, it's systems that prevail, not exactly individual talent, not exactly flair or explosiveness that carry teams. Eh. It's systems. And we see those systems carried over in international play as well. That's why there's so many European or South American coaches coaching international or national teams, rather. Can 30 play in a system type of basketball as opposed to uh, a very Americanized NBA style uh, one-on-one individualistic style of basketball for sure definitely I think that's something that we can credit the coaching staff uh, you know who handled 30 the past few years no? uh, of course headed by Coach Tabaldwin with Coach Sandy Pacochaga, Coach Gina Fable and Gabby Severino and all those guys in the Blue Eagles coaching staff, I think that's something that um, they've really ingrained in their players. Is Ateneo the only team doing that? Of course not. But, you know, it, it, it's, it stands out with that team. And I think 30 will be able to translate whatever he's learned in the systems that they have in the Blue Eagles to the system that they will have in, uh, in the San Anio Phoenix squad. I'm sure it's not going to be the exact same system. But the principles will probably be uh, will probably translate uh, relatively well. Well, I am shifting to my earphones because my AirPods lost battery. Okay, so <laughs> now Enzo, we mentioned that Filipino ballers uh, have that skill and opportunity to get offers from abroad, diba? Kasi gumagaling naman na yung skills development natin eh. But what is your take on this? Do you think that this is our route? that players can take after college or even malimo in the future for going college and play professionally abroad? For sure. Um, of course, a lot of it depends on exactly how 30 will do in Japan. But knowing him, he's going to achieve a very good level of success in the B-League. And I think, or I expect rather, that you know, this will, the 30 will just be the first. I expect that more and more Filipinos will consider playing abroad as an alternative career pathway. Of course, what I mean by that is right now, the conventional pathway is to finish playing college ball, whether it's NCAA, UAEP, CESAFI, or all the other amazing college leagues we have in the country. After that, maybe join the PBA D-League and then eventually join the PBA or the MPBL or the ABL, or the ASEAN Basketball League. With 30 joining the B-League, and I expect he won't be the first one to consider doing, doing so, this opens up a whole new possibility for everyone who will come after him. And even you know, players right now who are currently playing in the PBA, 
it's it's suddenly something that they can consider seriously. Whereas before, even if maybe there were offers before, baka hindi ganong kalakas yung offer, or kalaki yung offer, or hindi ganong kalakas yung lead. But now with 30 actually going there, possibly establishing a demand in Japan for you know Filipino players, it's more tangible, more um, possible, I guess. And parang it's more within reach now than ever before. Um, ano magiging effect nito, Enzo? Uh, of course. You know what? Pro, in, pro, in the pro racks. I'm not so sure. I mean, and dami tao on Twitter saying, "Nako, patupatay ni PBA and stuff like that." Di naman. Di naman. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Di naman. I, I, I disagree with that. I think the PBA. I mean, it's still a very strong league, to be quite honest. So with all, despite all the, you know, areas for improvement, I guess. Um, to be honest, it's still, you know, the default endpoint. It's still a very good endpoint for a, you know, a basketball player's career in the Philippines. Um, but it's, from my mindset, it's always good to have an alternative. And even, I think, for the PBA's context, it's always good to be kept on your toes, I guess. Parang, will this trigger a process of parang uh, introspection in the PBA? Maybe. Will this trigger a process where the PBA kind of reevaluates some of its offerings or some of its systems? Maybe. If that's the case, then good. So that the PBA can keep on improving as well. But I'm happy for the players who will follow in 30s path. What do I mean by that? I'm, I'm happy for the players who are not yet graduating college. Kobe, Richie Rivera, the GDL brothers, Renz Abando, Justin Baltazar, David Defonso, Dwight Ramos, Calvin Oftana, Carl Tamayo, yung mga ganyan. Those guys, in a few years' time, if 30 succeeds in the B League, and if that becomes like a permanent option in the next three or four years, it, I'm, I'm going to be so happy for our college guys because finally, they have so many options at their fingertips. I can choose to go PBA, which is a good choice. I can choose to go MPBL, AB, ABL, B-League, maybe the Korean Basketball League in the future, maybe the Chinese Basketball Association in the future. Who knows? But from my perspective as a fan, as a fan of Philippine basketball, it, it's obviously it's a good thing that our players have the option to go abroad, play against arguably a higher level of competition, certainly a different style of competition. And I think whenever they bring all that back here to the Philippines, it'll be good. I mean, 30 will not be the first Filipino athlete to play professionally abroad. In volleyball, we've seen that already. In football, We've seen that already. Yeah. And those players in volleyball and football who play abroad, when they come back, they enrich our yes. national program, enrich yes. our national team. And I think, I think that's you know, a good thing for us. Some people think, Nako, baka mawala na tayo ng mga talent. Baka... I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, no. 30's decision is not an easy decision. Going abroad, leaving your family, leaving your comfort zone, that's a decision that is not to be taken lightly, no matter what the sweldo of 30 is. No? I mean, we've seen different reports. Sabi ng iba, half a million, closer to a million pesos per month. That's amazing. 
but no matter what the compensation package is, does he have free sushi every week? Di ko rin alam, di ba? But it's, it's not an easy decision. 30 will have to learn a new language. It's a different culture. Even if there are a lot of Filipinos working in Japan, he will not have a Filipino in his home, in his immediate circle there. So it'll be a big adjustment for him. Not everyone can do that. Okay. You yeah. take all our top our elite basketball players in college, let's say the top 10, and I'm not sure if all 10 would be open and willing to make the same decision 30. Even if they're as good or even better than 30 skill-wise, I'm not sure if mentally, emotionally, you know, they feel they will be prepared to do that. Yeah. But again, what, what, what I'm happy about is this open door. Time out, time out. Sorry, 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 sorry. Can you wait on <laughs> your green screen, ko, bro? Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 Okay. So, um, yeah, um, just to, ano, just to put a disclaimer or something of the sort. This is not the ruffle feathers. This is opinions of fans. Yes. And uh, what Enzo means is that by having an option, it doesn't mean that the PBA won't be the main option. It just yeah. means that you just have that luxury to go elsewhere if you are given the opportunity. And the end goal naman nun, according to my interpretation from Enzo, is to enrich Philippine yes. basketball, just like Jaja Santiago, yes. Brian Bagunas for volleyball. Yes. When they come back for the national team, hinog, diba? Hindi ko sinasabing, hindi natin sinasabing, hindi ka may hinog dito. Pero ang, I mean, diba kapag may international experience ka, bakit si Gabe Norwood, bakit si Jordan Clarkson, when they come from different parts of the world, especially in the States, it's a luxury to have them on the team. And yes. for 30's case, it will be also a luxury in the future. At the same time, Enzo, ito namang mga to yung mga players that you mentioned like 30 and for the ones that he, he's opening doors for, is Gilas na Madenes will be on their mind eh. Diba? It will yeah. always be playing for the national team. For sure. And, and 30 said that. Diba? One of the reasons he picked the B-League in particular because I know for a fact that he was being offered to go to other countries, even other continents, after playing in the UAAP. What made him choose Japan and B-League in particular is because it's so close to the Philippines. If he needs to come home for the next uh, Asia Cup qualifier, which is supposed to be in November, he can do that. And the B-League, they've, they've scheduled their calendar in such a way to accommodate those windows. So ako, I, I, I'm confident that if we call on 3D to play for the national team, he'll be on the next flight home. He'll be here in like four hours. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes straight to Meralco Gym, practices with Gilas. I mean, so, th that's the kind of kid 3D is. So... I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm sure that was at the back of his mind when making his decision as well. Yes. That he wants to carry our colors abroad and he still wants to represent our colors on the international stage as well. So it's, should, you know, it's good yes. for 30, it's good for us. And so lastly, should the PBA still, still be an option for players who are going abroad? And do you think it will still be an option? Ano ba to? Parang... When ano bang mentality ng player from your opinion if he's going abroad to play? Will it be long term? Will it be just a pit stop? Will it be a stepping stone? Ano ba yan? Well, I think it depends on on the player himself. Eh. But right now, it's still even if we're all excited, these are sort of untested waters 
for Filipino players. So 30 is probably going to take it one season at a time. I think, in theory, he has the skill to play abroad medium term, maybe even long term. And several other you know, young players come to mind with that possibility. But again, because these are untested waters, I'm sure that 30 is going to take it one season at a time. I think the PBA will still be a very, very strong option for a lot of Filipino players. I mean, no Filipino in the Philippines, no, no homegrown Filipino player, you know, starts dribbling a basketball and thinks really of playing abroad. You yeah. Know, a lot of, yeah. we, we think about our dream, our immediate dream is PBA. You know, in, 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 yeah. In, in my time, when I started playing basketball in the 80s, siyempre parang, uy, gusto ko great taste. Di ba? Yung mga ganyan. Gusto ko Coney Island. Hindi ka alam ng mga tao kayo nyo. Tito! Tito of Manila. There we go. But now, di ba, when, when the 11, 12-year-olds start playing now, they think of the beer men, they think of TNT, they think of the Phoenix Fuel Masters, mga ganyan ang iniisip nila eh. That's true. And, I mean, I mean that's, that's really the... the the dream for a lot for a lot of Filipino players to be. And I don't think that dream will will, you know, will conceivably disappear or fade away. I think the the PBA will even strengthen or try to strengthen its own brand as well moving forward. And that's a good thing, right? Because that's what we all want anyway as well. Yeah. And for the vast majority of college players, you you take let's say you take twenty graduating UAEP and NCAA players right now. I'm willing to bet, you know, that almost all of those guys will still pick the PBA as their top choice. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's going to be the reality for the next yeah. um, few, few seasons. But um, with this move, but with this move, Enzo, sabi mo nga, it will just open doors. Yeah. yeah. Ka lang ng option. But at the end of the day, it will still be for the benefit of Philippine basketball. Yes, for sure. But I'll add something, Migs. Go. Uh. So, you know, if what I also kind of want or dream about is from the PBA's perspective. This is for me personally, lang personally, because I know a few years ago they opened Asian import spots as well, and you know it's no longer a thing. I think they tried it for two seasons. Maybe, maybe they can reevaluate and revisit that as well, because coming from. I, in December last year, Migs, I sat down with two executives from the B-League. And their main objective in doing this is not to take stars from their neighboring countries. They just want to bring in as much talent as possible because they want to expand the reach of their professional league. You know? I mean, isipin mo Honda, Toyota, Sanyo, Sony. They're all Japanese brands that have expanded outwards. And that's what the B-League wants also. They want their brand to expand. And I think the PBA has the potential to do that as well. We can, I think they have a lot of really, really smart people at the executive level in the PBA who can jumpstart you know, something to try and explore that same framework moving forward. Wow, that's an, that's an interesting uh, interesting uh, thought and it will be up for another discussion kung sakasakali. But then, of course, uh, as always, talking basketball with one of the best basketball minds in the country, Enzo Flo. Enzo, marami salamat for joining us here on Off the Record and can't wait to catch you guys the next episode.
Thank you, Migs. <laughs>